Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. I mean, the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who likes to get nuts. It's Frank. Yes, and get nuts we did. Hello, bud. How you doing? I'm good. I did not get nuts. I'm allergic. Oh, not, yeah, not getting. Actually, that's not true. My daughter is. I am not. Is she really? Huh? I didn't um, know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, there you go. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, um, but anyway, yeah. Frank, you're here to get nuts. I'm here to get nuts. Um, but first, before uh, we do that, please tell me what you're drinking today. Let's get beer nuts. Um, I am drinking a New Belgium Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA. Ooh, um, I thought. All of that sounds good. Yeah. Uh, I got the Voodoo Ranger variety pack a while back, and so it was all of their various Voodoo Ranger IPAs. Um, I think I drank one a few a few weeks back and and now I've got the Imperial IPA. And I've still got one more in the fridge that I'll I'll uh, I'll pull out one of these one of these weeks. But it is a really nice uh a, a bit heavy, but but uh but a nice Imperial IPA that uh that I enjoy. It's a nice like if you're gonna have one beer to sip and enjoy for a while while you talk about say a comic book movie with uh, your good friend this is the one to this is the one to sip on on a scale of captain nida to emperor palpatine how imperial is it <laughs> apology accepted <laughs> uh that's great that is great. It's, yeah i'd say it's a it's a piet mm-hmm. yeah all right good. yeah excellent excellent um we're here today to talk about wait what are uh, you drinking Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, I'm drinking a high noon tequila seltzer. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I um, truthfully, I forgot. So I have a fridge in my office. Um, sounds fancier than it is. It's my wife's call fridge from college. Um, but um, I uh forgot I had some in there, and I opened the I opened there I opened the door to get a beer, and I was like, "Hello, tequila seltzer." There you How go. Are you today? Um, so I'm drinking a passion fruit tequila Nice. Um, so good. 100 calories. Wonderful. Lovely. Sounds yeah. delightful. Yeah, they really are excellent. I love them so much. Um, but anyway, we're here to get nuts. We're here to talk about DC's latest outing into their DC EU EU. Hard to say. I, I, Snyderverse. Let's just. Get it. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it is, and it's not. It's like what he's. It's the version of events that he started, but it's so far branched away. Yeah, from, yeah. And it really just happens to happenstantially involve the same actors, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty, pretty much. Um, so uh, we're here to talk the Flash. Uh, we'll talk non-spoilers first, and then we'll we'll go spoilers. Um, Frank, what did you what did you think? 
it was okay. It was a movie. It was, it was, it was all right. Okay. So, but here's the, the, our rating system. Would this movie have killed in 1996 or is it better than that? I mean, yeah, it would have killed in 1996. No, not better than that. But yeah, it would have killed in 1996 for sure. But like, you know, most of most of these movies would have killed in 1996, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, I, I think it, it it definitely would have. I mean, just the idea, you know, having multiverse stuff and having um, all, all these heroes teaming up and heroes that appeared in other movies and, you know, all that that kind of thing. Um, uh, you know, like Affleck, even even just Affleck yeah. and and Ezra Miller on screen together would be enough to to get people excited you know uh, in 30 years in ago yeah well so well i guess i'll rephrase my question is this the best movie that i saw in 1996 or is it better or is it better than that like is it better than a like run-of-the-mill superhero movie um or action movie or it, like does it exceed does it exceed anything i don't think it exceeds anything Personally, yeah, I, I, I don't think it exceeds a single expectation. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I agree with you. It, it's pretty it's pretty leveled. And that is to say it's not a bad movie. Like, I don't think by any stretch. I think there's like good character development. I like the story. Um, Some really wonky CG. Um, yeah, but- uh, we should talk about that in a bit. Yeah, Um, the movie was made. Uh, um. Michael Heaton was announced for early into quarantine. That's coming yeah. back. The movie so, the movie's been on the shelf for like two years. Yeah, it's like a two year old movie, and so and CG does not age well. Period. Yeah, the director claims they did that on purpose that the, that they wanted to give it an otherworldly look, and and that in the Speed yeah, so, Force. I, let's talk about that in the spoilers because yeah, what some of it needs to yeah anyway. yeah yeah yes. yeah um yeah some of it's spoilery, but um um. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Like I like none, nothing offended me. I thought actually that the the growth of Ezra Miller's Barry Allen was quite good. Like where he was in Justice League to mm. where he is now, I find him a more recognizable Barry Allen. Um maybe not necessarily with the one I'm I'm used to or the characterization that I can fully get behind as like, oh yeah, that's definitely agreed. That's- yeah alan um but um but but barry has matured and has grown and and yeah and is like uh, worthy of being a member of the justice league and you know and and everything else um yeah yeah. i think so and i think that's an early part of the story right like Mm -hmm. he feels like he's like clean up and he hasn't really like not had an adventure on his own but he hasn't really led anything on his own yeah well he he says he feels like batman's janitor right like right yeah, and and I, I like that kind of by the end of the movie, he is kind of leading his own adventure, right? He quite literally himself, he's leading himself. Mm. Um, so and like I so I think like thematically the movie's like pretty strong, like it works. I don't like I found like the majority of the cast like also strong, like you know, like there really wasn't like, oh my gosh, why why in, why in God's name are you here? And why were, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, for sure. As, as far as acting ability is concerned. Um, so, but it just didn't like, it just didn't do anything to wow me mm-hmm. pretty much almost in, in any way. Uh, and so, well, that's not strictly speaking true. I actually thought the Batman content was very good. 
Um, I swear to God, I thought you were going to say Batman costume, and I was I was like going to just drop my mic and leave. No, <laughs> the costume was so good. I, the, the great costumes. Uh, actually, I very much enjoyed um, Flash's costume. I thought, it, oh yes, like, it really like shone really well on screen. Um, and uh, no, I thought the Batman content was very good. Yes, um, like I thought, like both characterizations of Batman, both Ben Affleck's Batman and Michael Keaton's Batman were good. Like they were recognizably themselves also evolved as characters, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but like, it's interesting because I'm watching two different Bruce Wayne's and two different Batman's at different points in the movie, but they're both absolutely recognizably Batman. Like they have a good undercurrent of what that character is, but the style in which they are delivered is actually different within the same movie. It's actually really challenging. If you think about yeah, it, Yeah, it's true. It's true, yeah. It, it, to, to both of them to feel authentic. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of intentionality to write the same character two different ways, and and you know to two different actors' strengths and and their different interpretations. Yeah, yeah, it, like, it, it is. And where their characters are in their own personal exactly journey. in their journey in their personal journey. Yeah, because because Afflicks is like, you know, he had kind of he has been through like you know, the dark night, haha. Um, and he's coming out on the other end and that's like showcased through him acting during the day. And he's wearing blue and gray instead of black and gray. Um, and like, he's smiling and making jokes and like mm. all this stuff, which is all recognizably Batman, but he's like comfortable in himself. Yeah. You have not seen from his character in several movies. And then you have, you know, Keaton's Batman. That's, you know, had been, you know, retired for some time. It's not really a spoiler, um, but he was retired for a little bit and getting back in the game. But like he's he like is back in the game, like not pretty easily, but he's like, all right, let's do this. Like, yeah. There's no oh, my legs hurt. I'm so tired. <laughs> right. Like, I've still got this. I'm amazing. Like and I just like really appreciated both of those versions. Yes. Yeah. Um, Anything else you want to say? Non spoilery. Uh, just that, um, I don't think it's a spoiler to, you know, I think people know this is loosely based on Flashpoint, um, and, and Flashpoint involves some time travel, um, and I don't think it's, that's a spoiler, and I will say that of the two time travel super, uh, uh, multiverse uh, superhero movies that came out this month, this was the lesser one. For sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh yeah, I don't want to do a direct comparison to Spider-Verse which we'll talk about in a future episode. Um but it's definitely the lesser of the two mm-hmm. just in terms of creativity, mm-hmm. I think. Um but but to be in fairness to The Flash, it's really a time travel movie. It's not really a multiverse movie until a particular point. Yeah, yeah. Where it goes in that direction. Um but most of the movie is time travel yeah like yeah it's more back to the future than mm. not yes you know yeah. yeah so yeah i guess it depends on how you read the multiverse yes right? but anyway well let's talk, let's talk spoilers let's talk spoilers let's talk eric stoltz so yeah eric stoltz, <laughs> I thought that was a great joke. that was a great bit eric, eric stoltz is the is the why why are you saying eric stoltz <laughs> is the leaning back to the future um so as far as like barry's like um, arc is concerned in this movie. Um, I liked it very much. Like I just, I, I very much enjoy 
the like it it really is personal like it like it is about him his relationship with his mom him helping his dad and all about like the tragedy that forms him and that's why like i don't think snyder intended this when like batman paid up with the flash like in in justice league but like that's a really nice common connectivity between them and yeah the utilizes this. yeah it does yeah and a pretty twice really uh-huh, two uh-huh. Versions of batman and so i i like that very much and that he learns about coping with grief uh in two different ways from two different mentor versions of the same character yeah because you know like affleck's bruce is like you know like like yes i like had this tragedy but like look at where that's gotten me and like all this stuff so like you know and then you know and then i think i think it's a uh, keaton that says you know like you can't let the tragedy completely define you mm-hmm. right um and so, like, and then you, so you get this uh, dark flash, right? You know, which is the younger um, Miller, um, uh, Barry Allen character who just, like, basically becomes exactly what both Batman are warning against. Yeah. But because he didn't hear that, he, like, he never heard that um, information or he never heard that advice from either once. He doesn't get, like, the, he he only gets the tragedy. He doesn't get the you know the lesson that comes with it sure. very interesting it was like like i said like on reflection the movie's really well written because it doesn't like flat out tell you any of those things like and that's sure what I, like. Like, I had to like have this conversation with you to piece them together mm. i'd rather have than the movie yeah like, yeah have ezra miller turn to camera and be like oh it's like this and right well. right totally yes um, anyway, you say some words. Well, um, yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I where I feel like um, I, I feel like the the story starts to and this is kind of inevitable with time travel stories. Things start to feel self-contradictory. Things start to uh, the more you, you poke holes at it, the more you can find, uh, you know, plot holes and, and things that don't quite um add up like and, and i really like the spaghetti analogy for how timelines get formed me too right? i thought this i thought it was great i also kind of love that it's like i loved that it was michael keaton's batman that kind of talks about it because yeah you have in those 30 years <laughs> that, like things are happening because like last we left you you got shot at by some rockets on top of penguin so you know your version of your world of batman is crazy yes <laughs> like you know like you got a wild ride ahead of you so i just yeah i thought it was a it's actually one of the out of all of these different multiverse things that we've been thrown for over the last couple of years right between arrowverse and loki and other stuff in the mcu and like all these like different versions of them talking about the multiverse spaghetti makes a lot of sense um you know like the lines just it's a mess but the lines do come into contact with one another sure um you know points that will kind of always happen to branch into other things yes so interesting that this movie was made two years ago but like spider-verse has a very similar yes extremely similar premise i just found fascinating that like two movies made pretty independently from each other 
This one should have come out two years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, and it, it technically got there first, but got there second, which is just wild. It's wild. To me. So much for the fastest man alive. Am I right? Yeah, you right, baby. You right. <laughs> but uh, so I liked that analogy. I really, really liked that analogy. I thought it was one of the more clever explanations of, of that kind of thing that I've seen in all the various time travel things that I've watched. And he explains that, you know, you can't it's not linear. You can't go back in your own timeline and change something and then expect it to sort of linearly just pan out like you're not just going to affect that one thing. You're going to affect lots of things. You're creating new timelines, yada, yada. Um, and yet at the end of the movie, yes, he he he. Uh, realizes that he has to let his mom go. Um, and he, you know, he puts the tomatoes back on the shelf or whatever. Um, but then he moves them to the upper shelf so that his dad's face will be visible in the, in the surveillance footage. Right. So he's still changing something in his own timeline. Um, and, and that that results in George Clooney being Bruce Wayne. That, yes, that's true. That is, that that is true. Yes. So like it actually does. I suppose, I suppose actually does affect. There is a butterfly effect there. Just a a less severe one, I guess. Um, it doesn't bring Zod. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Yeah. No. Did you like that or not like that? Mm. I liked that in in uh, yes, I liked that. I th- because it, it it feels like if you're gonna go to it, it was like the most high uh, production value or our highest budget way to like do a callback to something like call, call back to the movie that started this uh, this sort of self contained universe, right? And and actually have cast members come back and reenact so much of what they did the first time around. I just wish Michael Shannon. G- cared <laughs> oh my gosh right it was the it was the least and he's a fantastic you know i think he's one of the greatest actors uh, I totally working today sure. uh, but he was just like great you're paying me how much fantastic yeah uh, okay i'll put I the saw, i'll put I, the suit back on i saw a little interview with him where he was like this movie did like working on the flash did not give me much fulfillment yes and i'm like then you watch it, you're like, well, obviously. Clearly, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he's he is basically there to progress the plot forward. Like, yeah. Because, like, his motivation is no different than it now, was. He's kind of an NPC. Absolutely, that's exactly what he is. Yeah, and so, but I, I guess, like, I mean, but also, like, he was the best part, arguably, I think, the best part of Man of Steel, mm. like, or one of them. So, yeah. like, I... um it was great to see him and like in like do a different form like in a, it not being a different actor but like this movie's not interested in him as an antagonist that's right he, he is purely there as set decoration yes um, now speaking of npcs and speaking of video games mm-hmm. oh my gosh so many playstation 2 cutscenes in this movie <laughs> you're talking about the babies is that what the you, babies the the when they're in the speed force and you see the multiple zods and the multiple supergirls and the, all of that yeah. all of them actually even when there's lots of scenes did you catch this there's lots of scenes where the two barrys are talking to each other and one of them has a computer face uh, no, one of them I has a cg face i didn't notice that so i and they did it I, it seemed to me that they did it where, where everything needed to um, 
change some dialogue um, or, or something like that. And and either they didn't want to do like, you know, getting coverage from the other Barry or, or, or they, they just thought like, oh, we don't need to do that. We can just show his face saying those new words. Um, I don't know which it was, but there were a lot of moments where there's two Barry's and one of them is CG. And it was like very distracting every time it happened it happened i did not notice that at all but i will look for it uh, yeah i heard i heard some other folks mention it too so i i don't think i'm the only person that that noticed it but let me say once you see it it's like really distracting just like the other the other um cg people are very distractingly not human yeah the babies were so bizarre they were so Andy muschietti said it like he came out and said like you know, they wanted the speed force to be off putting. Like, so the version of the world Barry sees when he's moving very fast is very odd. Yeah. And so, and so I have two things to say that one, the CG, the, besides what you just mentioned, I found very good apart from when there are like people's faces, mm-hmm. so like you know, him moving quickly and, uh, bat planes and, you know, like mm. whatever I found, I found all of that good. Um, uh, no problems there. Uh, but it's just not good. Like, I, I, yeah, I call BS on on what he what Andy Muschietti is. I, I, I call BS on that. I think that that's he's saying that to defend the movie and to be like, oh, no, no, it was a stylistic choice. BS, man. I, I, I think that you did a bad job. <laughs> I think you ran out of time or money or both, and you had to settle for what you could settle for. Because if that were true, then like the babies wouldn't look like that. Yeah, no, I agree. The 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 babies are like if it was just the speed force time traveling thing, like in the ring, and they all look kind of flubby and bubbly and whatever else, like I could like kind of get behind what he was saying, but it was like it's supposed to be look weird, but it's also two years ago, CG and like, but like, cause what they were doing with those people, like you could have done that with actors in different poses and just like a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it would have been very, um, it would have been very, very strange. Um, uh, so, uh, like, yeah, I, it's, that was the most distracting part to me. Cause like, every time he went to the speed force or every time he went to travel in time, I was like, Holy moly, that does not look good. Like, and it's just like, and I know that, um, I know that it, uh, I know that it could look better, but I also know that like it's just the age CG in some way because like of a lot of those cameos that were mostly yeah. CG, those didn't look great either. No, like, and so I thought those were even those odd choices. Like, there's a lot of footage, so like we can talk. I mean, spoilers. Yeah. So Chris Reeve and Helen Slater show up as Superman, right? And mm-hmm. like in Girl, but like there's tons of footage of them, yeah, in movies, yeah. together. Helen Slater, at least one. You telling me that you couldn't use the real footage of them overlaid? Like you had to make it gen- computer generated? Yeah, like none of that felt right to me. No, I, I. I get that. Look, faces are the hardest thing to do convincingly, right? Like, absolutely no no question about that. That's the hardest thing to do right. Um, see Tarkin in Rogue One. But, yeah. um, but deep fakes are a thing. 
and and right. that technology has existed for a few years now. Um, and even if do you remember when at the end of the Mandalorian season two, when Luke Skywalker shows up, and yeah. they they did whatever Disney's face replacement, you know, stuff that they've been doing for years, which normally looks pretty good. Um, but a lot of people thought Luke looked weird, and and one guy, uh, just a fan, uh, d- did did a deep fake on it and did a better version of it on YouTube. And then they hi- Lucasfilm hired him. Yeah, right. So that, that's yeah, existed for a couple of three. He looked way better. Exactly. Yeah. He looked way better. And um, my point is that technology has existed since they were working on this. And I, 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 that's why I don't believe the like, Oh, this was a choice. I think it's just, it's hard to do this well. And they didn't do it well. Either because of time or money or whatever. Some of it is because it's from two years ago. Some of it, but not all of it. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think that I think like they were working through COVID and like this, you know, like some of that stuff. And so like they shelved the movie for two years, but they're like, you know, there was like the way that companies were working were rushed and it was tough and like, you know, and, you know, so like, you know, I'm I'm giving as allowances as, as much as allowances as I can in in some places, just knowing that because I do think that the story overall is like better than the defects of it of its of its weird flubby babies. Yeah, no, the weird flubby babies babies were were not. Yeah, didn't outweigh the story, but they were pretty close they were to, pretty bad <laughs> pretty bad pretty bad and i don't say that about like most things like it has to be really bad for me to to to, to pinpoint it like that but, yeah uh but let's about, talk about those cameos yeah oh that's okay yeah that's good um so um so there was christopher eve and helen slater yes there was adam west yes there was generic jay garrick some people online have been talking about that being it was teddy sears or anything like that it was confirmed generic okay generic. I, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be um uh jay garrick from from tv uh whose name i'm blanking no, on right decidedly now. no tv john wesley ship john wesley ship uh i i couldn't tell if it was supposed to be but didn't quite look like him or yeah definitely not any of them okay yeah yeah uh and there was definitely no grant Gustin. um which is kind of you you wouldn't it wouldn't have surprised me if there had been grant Gustin considering Ezra appeared on yeah, I TV. Because, I think they were trying to separate themselves. Yes. Well, Very much I so. Think, I think in some ways they were trying to do that because like, so if you acknowledge the Arrowverse in the main DCU, you then in some ways have to acknowledge that they already did Crisis on Infinite. Right. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Like, like that event already happened. Sure across the multiverse like all this stuff so i think like you just like you can't do that sure like that's a, that's a, yeah valid valid especially now that the Arrowverse is over i mm-hmm. think they were kind of looking forward yeah like, sure not gonna yeah work like that and there's um, no nostalgia there right like th- these were all in the, the reason for most of these was was for the nostalgia that's why you have christopher george yeah. reeves they gave me george reeves i never would have thought i would see george reeves i thought like, that was awesome that was yeah, so yeah. cool that, people were not talking about that one, and I thought that was great. That was so cool. I bet a lot of people didn't know who that was, uh, but but sure. because yeah. that's that's so that's nostalgia for you know a generation that's mostly 
passed watching. on or not watching yeah. these movies. Um, but that thrilled the the hell out of me. Um, and then you know Christopher Reeve, Helen Slater. Um, I, I loved. Uh, okay, the second I saw that spider, the second I saw the Thanagarian snare beast, I was like. Yes. I was like, no, no. And I was, I was seeing the movie with a friend and, uh, and, and I was, I like was freaking out when I saw the spider and he didn't know why I was freaking out yet. And then he saw Nicholas Cage and he was like, what? Um, it was just, oh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. I, so I saw an interview, I sent it to you, um, that, um, any music Ketty, uh, he, um, they got Nicholas Cage in to actually come in and film, himself in a suit that was like recreated for him by the original costume designer. Like they went all out um, on it. And like, I feel like we said this uh, to to each other uh, in a thread, but like, like you can tell, like he looked better yeah, than the rest. He did. It was like glossy to like, almost like match the other CG. And I think that's why they did. I think that's why they did that. Cause it would probably look too jarring to see all these CG people. And then this very obviously practical, real Nicholas cage. So I, 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 I guess that's probably why they decided to overlay CG over. But when I saw him, I thought, oh, okay, he's like the only one of these people who's like, not the only one who's still alive, but one of the few who's still alive. Um, uh, maybe they had him come in and do, uh, you know, motion capture or something. Um, cause it was clear that it looked different than, than the rest. Yeah. They have war suit and everything. Mm-hmm. And seeing it actually in live action, you know, not just him, in the pictures or in the hotel room doing a costume fitting or anything like that. Seeing like, it in action. Seeing it. I was like, damn, that would have been good. Like, that's cool. Suit. Good. Like, yeah, it was like, Nicholas Cage, but yeah. like at the same time, I was like, "That looks cool." Like, yeah, I want to watch that movie. I still want to watch that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would have been weird, but it would have been cool. That's the one. As much as I, I think the CG was pretty bad in a lot of cases. I think it makes sense to have him match everybody else, right? It'd be Me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I just I found it the the CG part of it odd just because there is so much footage of all the people that they totally showed. And so like, it was just strange to make them fake, but you like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure there was a reason for it, but um, maybe it was not even a good reason, but like, it just I, feels I, like it's probably a creative choice of just like, Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we could bring, you know, the other, like everything in the speed force is already fake. Yeah. And so to go from like those fake multiple versions to then, to then like real flashes of the multiverse to then like go back. I don't know. Very strange. The only thing about the cameos that I really didn't like is that they were all like, um, I don't know, just like not so far of the past, but it was odd. They were just Batman and Superman, but I, I understand that was because he was working with Supergirl and Batman. Batman. So like I understood why they were just showing us those. And yeah. Also like, like you have very limited choices. It's true. For footage, like we're gonna show us Green Lantern, right? C special, like yeah. You know, you know, so not gonna show us Ryan Reynolds, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I is it uh, so, but um, yeah. I don't know. It just was kind of like it just kind of felt empty. 
I guess, to me. Sure. But um, you could have done Linda Carter. You could have done, you know, there, there's others that you could have done. But yeah. Right, because Wonder Woman's in the movie. So, yeah, like, exactly. People know. Yes. Yeah, so are you, she is more. She's shown up in almost all of them. Yeah. They're like, yeah. Like, you want to wear Wonder Woman? Do you want to wear this Wonder Woman costume in another cameo? Yeah, whatever. Why not? Like, I'll show up for like an afternoon. Sure. And film this. So, um, and of course, there was uh, Clooney at the end. Yes. Uh, which I loved because I have always said that in a different world, he'd have made a great Batman. Yeah. Bruce Wayne. He, he was, he was, he was a good Bruce Wayne. He really was. He was a good Bruce Wayne. So I love that. Tim I Morrison. did too. Yeah. Um, Tim, uh, yes. Uh, yes. Tim really Morrison. Like yeah. Is your, is your wife the, the, the queen of the seas, the seven seas? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, <laughs> not quite. Is Arthur there? Yeah. <laughs> He's a oh, man. It was so good. I uh, love that. Um, what did you think of the Aquaman cameo at the end? Actually, it was um, fine. I mean, it was pointless. It, it was cute. It was funny. It, it it would have been. I think a lot of people felt disappointed or let down by it because tip often often these post credit scenes are something important. Um, we've been sort of given that expectation now over the last like fifteen years. Um, maybe if there had been like a mid credits that was significant. And then the the post credits was something just a throwaway. It wouldn't have landed so poorly for people. Um, but the fact that you wait through the credits for and there's there's nothing until the very end, and then it's just a, a joke. Yeah. Um, I can yeah. I don't. Know. I, I I knew not to. You had mentioned like oh yeah, stick around for the end post credits, but you know don't get your hopes up. So I wasn't let down by it. Um, but I could see feeling otherwise if I hadn't had the heads up. I agree. Um. Two things before we take off, we haven't really talked about. We've actually not talked about Sasha Kale's call. Uh, mm. um, uh, I thought she was fine. She was good. Like she's like not given tons to do. Yeah, and she's not given tons to do, and and she wasn't given a recognizable version of Supergirl that like I that I know. You know what I mean? It it wasn't really Kara from any media that i've seen her in so it's no, so it was 100 the snyderverse cara yeah she was her own her own thing right and yeah. and i thought she was very very good at, at that thing yeah um, yeah she was good she was very actually good. a very compelling performer yeah she is i like would like i i know the movie was the movie had three different endings at, at different points, yeah right so right you know that like it was at one it was one version where uh, um bruce calls you know, at the, the courthouse and, and it's in it's Supergirl and, and Michael Keaton that get out of the car. Um, and then there's another one with that, but also with um, Henry Cavill and Gagaldo at the courthouse. Mm. As well. And then we got the version of this one because everything's kind of shifting away from those. Yeah. Um, which is fine. It did kind of feel weirdly empty that like you're introduced to this version of Supergirl and then you're reintroduced to Michael Keaton or whatever else. And then that's it. They just like, they die. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The end uh, th- that th- there is a, uh, I-, I don't know. There's something about that. I kind of like uh, uh, th- that. It's not like wishy-washy. It sort of like picks a direction and sticks with it. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it takes a certain kind of, I hesitate to say courage, but that's the best word I can think of. It takes a certain kind of courage to sort of like introduce these characters and kill them in the same movie. Um, yeah, no, that's actually quite true. I, I I can get behind that, but I mean, like, obviously, that wasn't the real intention mm-hmm. you know, initially, but um, not not bad. Um, 
And then we haven't really talked about Michael Keaton's return really at all, apart from like here, or just a little bit here and there. But um, did you did you have the feels? Did you? Have I did. I did. Uh, seeing the Batcave, seeing all of the Batmobiles, and seeing him back in the suit, back in the Batcave. Oh, oh, it really did. It really did. Hearing him say, I'm Batman. I mean, yeah, sure, it was in the trailer and stuff, but like still, it gave me, it did give me the feels. It did give me the feels. And I, I really enjoyed not just him and not just his performance, though those were the main things I enjoyed about him being back. But I, I really loved that we saw the Batcave, that we saw all the other gear, that we saw the Batwing in front of the moon. Like, like yeah. even that they went to that length of that kind of a reference um so fun like so many little things that were fan service but not overt yeah i agree there was even some other little fan servicey things that i for for the you know for batman 89 that i can't remember off the top of my head now but i remember going oh that was good Mm -hmm. that was cute that was like a like even just like the library like it being the library yeah it's not like oh here's the exterior of the house but it doesn't look like anything like the interior you're like no no, no, no that's, that's it the, that's the library that is it and the cave is pretty close pretty close like if anything they just expanded it out yes you know, reflective of like a traditional bat cave um but it was cool to like see him like updated almost mm. you know like not restricted by like i don't know ms dos yeah like right like it's not it's not like he, he stopped progressing in 1992 right yeah no 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 like he just kept going i did see an interview with mr kelly that uh, uh, mr kelly where he was talking about like what was interesting to him is the progression of the character like he mm-hmm. didn't want some he didn't want him just to be there like oh yeah I, you haven't seen me in 30 years but i'm exactly the same yeah he wanted character growth but it to make sense for this version of batman for like everything and he said there is he said it didn't make the movie because of time but there is a scene that will be on the release of like why he stopped being batman um and so because that's like the film's favorite thing about batman is like oh he's older well obviously he stopped being batman right yeah like, uh, obviously he grew his hair out and he looks terrible and he like like stopped being Batman. Um I felt like oh he grew his hair out because you want to hide his face. Mm. Like it was like filmed in the way to like, oh who is that? Like that's like how they wanted it to sure. but um but what I, I kinda liked because I'm I don't like retired Batman. It's like yes I get it he's retired. It's kind of a trope at this point. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, I just I don't care for it, but I do like the like. It's like weirdly optimistic of him to be like Gotham's one of the safest places. Like I, I did yeah. do like it actually in my version of the world it actually worked right. Um, and so I kind of I kind of liked that where he's like weirdly at peace, and so when he like puts the bat suit back on, it's more like almost for the fun of it, where he was like, yeah, yeah, like the like. I'm here to save the world again because that's the right thing to do. But I'm not out here because I like miss pounding on criminals and I'm not out here for my my own personal sense of anything. Like I'm just like like you need help and I'm ready to help yes. you. Yes. And I'm gonna have some fun while doing it. And then he like legitimately does have fun. Like, you know, like where's your parachute? Lots of smile like <laughs> Yeah. 
totally into it. And even when he dies, like I think it, it doesn't say it, but I got Dark Knight Returns vibes where he was like, this is a good death. Like, this mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. not alone in the mansion, but going out in a blaze of glory. Yeah. Should have, you know, like, this was good. So I, I kind of, I just really liked the characterization. I felt a little cheated. The Batmobile doesn't do anything. It's like literally there and like, sure yeah it's like a batmobile and it's not gonna drive anywhere at all but that's okay what are you gonna do the plane the plane spins though plane spinning was really cool i did enjoy the plane spinning like that yeah i was like that's smart that was cool it's got three seats in it so like in your own way you could be like it started as a Mm. one-seater by the time he's 30 years later it's got three seats in it so like who else was in there like You know what I mean? That's fun. Got to like, think I, Robin and Batgirl. I, I, I got to think. Yeah, that's so good stuff. But yeah, I, I, I mean, he was my favorite part, but I mean, I, I kind of knew he was going to be my favorite. Part. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I was just I, I was nervous that like it wasn't going to work out the way that I wanted it to in my mind. And it did, though. It was great. He was great. He, he was he, great. He kicked butt better than he did 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, truly believed that Michael Keaton could do it. Yes. But I found the most intriguing part about it. Like, like he just carries himself in a way that you're like, I believe this man could still do this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In a way that I didn't even believe that 30 year old Christian Bale could. Do yeah. It. Right. You know, at the end of the day, when you really take a step back and think about, think about the uh, environments that you saw Michael Keaton's Batman in, in his in his two films and then think about that they extended his story out to where he's fighting against zod you know what i mean like he's in this yeah. art deco uh, uh version of of gotham and he's fighting the joker and he's fighting the penguin and it's all this you know tim burton uh uh funhouse mirror stuff uh and then he's it's a it becomes sci-fi 30 years later where he's fighting Zod and, and taking multiple different approaches to do it. And like, Oh, oh so cool. So, so it's cool. Very, so very cool. You know, actually it's almost like the progression of comics in some way. Where it, it totally like, starts out. Like those first two movies is totally like detective comics, 27 total gangster vibes and all that stuff. And then, you know, and then it's Batman practically in space. Yeah. 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 It's cool. I yeah I, I dug it straight through. Um, uh, last thing, Dark Flash. Um, mm. We kind of talked about it. Did you see it coming? Did you? Was that something that? Like- Not from the very beginning. All I, I have to admit, but once younger Barry was uh, uh, obsessed with trying it over and over again, it, that that's when it started to dawn on me that okay, wait, and you know that. Wait a second, those spikes that are on him, that looks an awful lot. Okay, I see what's happening yeah, here. As soon as he got the one through his hand, I was like, ah. Yeah. All right, I see what you did there. Yeah. I just like that. It was good. Um, interesting that his like main villain is himself. I yes, guess, like, yeah. How, like, how Jungian of him. I yes. Guess. It's yeah. a very Flash, you know, reverse Flash. Like, it, it, it really fits. Uh, <laughs> totally, totally. Um, you could tell that like the director is a fan of these of DC of these mm. characters populated well they're given good respect and you know like I didn't feel like any character like did anything that was like oh they would never do that true like, yeah like so 
Um, so I liked it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also really liked that the movie actually made fun of the way that Ezra Miller runs as the Flash. Yes. Like at one point, I was like, "Thank you." It, that was it great. Is- that was very funny. It's good. Um, yeah, that was good. Uh, you know, the one thing that was kind of nagging at me is that they never address who kills Barry's mom. You know, actually, so, so director said that it's definitely reverse Flash. Like, so um, it's just that they. Um, but the movie didn't say that. It's not the story to tell here, you know, I guess. Mm. But I did find that odd. It's like, okay, he got his, like, his dad out. But I'm like, but the mystery is still there. Yeah. But I guess like, obviously this movie's not doing well, you know. So no, like, th- yeah. There, there won't be a sequel, but I guess they wanted to leave room for one. Yeah. But you know, but I, you know, what I actually liked about it is that it, it like left room for one without being like, <gasps> there's reverse flash at the end. Yeah. It's, more like there's room for one because it's almost like where where we're going we don't need roads like you know it's uh, a little bit more like that maybe maybe not that that's not that uh, yeah this was unsatisfying it didn't feel like a plot hole to me because he's like he's not the whole movie's not focused on figuring out who killed his mom he's figuring out how to get his dad out of so like it like to me he accomplished what he set out to do and therefore, like, and then the next step, like, he's like a linear thinker, ironically, I guess. You know, yeah. So, and so, like, moving on to the, so then the next progression of that is like, okay, so now that my dad's out, who did? I don't know if I buy that. Only, only, only because, like, it seems to me that if you have all these years, however many years it is that your dad's been in jail, maybe you'd be trying to f- prove who actually did do it at, at, to, to prove that your dad didn't do, you know, like, if you don't have yeah, proof. Yeah, that he couldn't have been true. there at the same time or whatever, then maybe you are looking for evidence of the person. Who, unless that, unless you couldn't find that proof anyway. My point know? is none of it was addressed at all. Um, yeah. And that that's the problem. It's not, it's not, there's a million different ways they could have done it, but the fact is they didn't do it at all or, or even talk about it or even hint at Barry wanting to know who actually killed his mom. Um, yeah. That's, that's where, what, what felt and not a plot hole, just an omission. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause it doesn't really change the plot. It no. just, just adds depth yeah too um but anyway um this was uh, a blast talking flash um i'm sure i left things out that i want to talk. oh uh, so so any music kelly music kelly any m of this movie is confirmed to be directing batman the brave and the bold as ah. his movie how do you feel about that based off of this movie Assuming you didn't see the It movies, because that's what he... No, I didn't see them. Um, but fine. Oh, that's why Stephen King was one of the people who, who uh, at CinemaCon had something to say yes. about this movie. Okay, that yeah. that makes sense. Uh, sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, I I thought his handling of Batman was the best part of the movie. Sure. Batman, yes. Really? So I was like, great. Yeah. That's like, if this is a taste of what you're going to do with a uh, your own version of Batman and not two different versions. Like you're working with Tim Burton's version and Zack Snyder's version. Mm-hmm. So like, and you're, and you you've got both of them. So I'd love to see your version. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actually, I'm down for it. So he's very, I think he's a good director. Um, so, um, so yeah, all good. Frank, where can people find us? You can head on over to beerwithgeeks.com or thoughtbubbleaudio.com. You can uh, rate and review us or uh, follow and subscribe in any podcast app, like whatever podcast, uh, where, wherever you're listening right now, whether it's on the website or on a podcast app or whatever, you can uh, you can 
subscribe or catch new episodes uh, right there. You can see the show notes uh, right there in your app or on BeerWithGeeks.com. And uh, you can always uh, get in touch with us by leaving us a rating or a review or uh, email us at BeerWithGeeks at gmail.com. Great. Uh, well, Frank, always a pleasure to talk to you about all things nerdy. So until next time, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>